Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. When the Treasury Department issued guidance on the Inflation Reduction Act's electric vehicle tax credit at the end of March, a crucial piece was missing. Clarity on which companies' vehicles may or may not receive the consumer credit because of their connections to China. See, the EV tax credit contains a provision that doesn't allow companies to source any battery parts or critical minerals for eligible vehicles from a, quote, foreign entity of concern. But so far, Treasury hasn't defined that phrase, leaving companies uncertain about who they can partner with in the race to build a domestic EV industry. So today, Politico's James Baikalis on how the EV tax credit puzzle is missing a piece. It's Monday, April 10th. So when the Treasury Department released the guidance a week and a half ago on the domestic sourcing requirements in the EV tax credit, they're all sort of aimed at cutting China out of the EV supply chain. But there's one more piece to that puzzle of the guidance, and it's a pretty important one. So this foreign entities of concern provision, it can essentially trump the other provisions in the EV tax credit, the other domestic sourcing requirements, because it says that if an EV has any parts whatsoever from a foreign entity of concern, it would be disqualified from any of the EV tax credit beginning in 2024 and 2025, depending on different parts of the car. And so this is really important because a lot of the EV companies currently partner with Chinese firms in joint ventures and other partnership deals, just because China is so dominant in the EV market currently. So these companies really want to find out if those partnerships are going to make their cars ineligible for the credit. Right. So how is Treasury explaining the delay in releasing this key piece? And what are the different ways it could potentially define or interpret a foreign entity of concern? Right. So this measure doesn't go into effect until 2024 for battery parts and 2025 for critical minerals. So Treasury told me they wanted to prioritize getting the rest of the guidance out first, because that goes into effect this month. But in the meantime, in the next few months, while the Treasury Department continues to work on this provision, EV companies and automakers, they're racing to onshore their EV supply chains. And so it's unclear how Treasury is going to define what constitutes a quote-unquote concerning entity. It could be really anything from defining it limited to state-owned enterprises all the way to maybe a company merely having a facility in China that would make the company considered concerning to Treasury. And so that's just created a lot of uncertainty for companies that are trying to make investments right now, potentially with foreign partners. Right. And so how have EV companies and lawmakers as well responded to this lack of clarity surrounding the provision? Do they find it problematic? Yeah, so the biggest question marks right now are with some investments involving Ford and Tesla. So both companies are planning 
U.S. factories with licensed tech from CATL is the acronym Chinese Battery Company. And they kind of have to do this since Cattle owns the tech for a lot of the top batteries on the market right now. And the partnerships that they're pursuing with that Chinese company, they're just a licensing agreement. So the Chinese firm wouldn't own any share in the companies or in the plants that they're planning. But Republican lawmakers have really jumped on those announcements, especially the China hawks on the Hill, to call for a very strict interpretation of foreign entities of concern that would essentially disqualify the cars from those Tesla and Ford plants. And there's also a planned Ford plant in Indonesia that would be a joint venture with involving a Chinese company. And so it's unclear if that might also be affected by the foreign entities provision. And as we wait for this piece to come out, how, you know, overall for the Biden administration, does this decision represent yet another balancing act when it comes to its EV rollout? Yeah, it definitely does. So they're trying to thread the needle once again between China hawks in Congress and a lot of industry groups who feel that these supply chain requirements are coming on too quickly. There's a concern that it'll reduce the number of cars qualifying for the EV tax credit so much that it affects EV adoption, which would be a problem for the Biden administration's climate goals. So Treasury has essentially bought itself some more time to decide how it wants to interpret the provision, but it basically leaves the industry in limbo for a couple more months. Also, the White House is floating a suite of changes to its regulatory review process, and that could make climate change regulations look more appealing. The wonky changes were proposed by the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs on Thursday, as directed by an executive order from President Joe Biden. The proposal makes changes that will emphasize the benefits and play down the costs of public health and environmental safeguards. And it would also change who the executive branch hears from during regulatory review, with the goal of getting more marginalized communities to sit down with federal decision makers. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Solander. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.